Welcome to Zikhu Daf Siman Member by Ram Goldar and today Masechus Gittin Daf Lamed Zayin the fourth parak Hashaleach. The Zikhu Masechus Gittin program has been generously sponsored by Zeichen Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three tops we're going to focus on number one. The Gemara discusses two types of loans that are not canceled by Shmita. A mission in Shvi'ah states Hashvi'ah's mission metis is a milva ben b'shtar ben shalobishtar. The seventh year cancels a loan whether it's written in a document or not. Rav and Shmuel interpret the mission to mean that Shemitah even cancels a loan in a shtar sheyesh a document which contains a lien for the debtor's property. Riyokhan and Rishlakish hold that a loan in a shtar sheyesh is not canceled by Shemitah because the payment is considered already in possession of the lender. A price is brought in their support. Another mission in Shvi's teaches Hamalvis Khaver Malzal Mashkon, one who lends his friend money on collateral, does not relinquish the loan in Shemitah. Rava ultimately explains that a lender acquires a movable collateral concerning the payment in his possession. Based on Rabbi Yitzhak's Russia, the Pasuk states, and for you it will be a charitable act when you return the collateral to the lender to use. If he doesn't acquire the collateral, where is the charitable act in returning someone else's item? From here we learn that a creditor acquires the collateral. Point number two, a different mission in Shvi states regarding a borrower repaying a debt canceled by Shemitah. The creditor must say to him, I'm relinquishing the debt. And if the debtor said, even so I wish to pay, he may accept the money from him as it says, and this is the matter of relinquishment. Devar is darshan as speaking, teaching that the creditor must verbalize relinquishment before accepting payment. However, Rabbi said, if the debtor declines to say so, even so the creditor may hang him from a tree, for example, until he does say so. Although Brysa teaches that the debtor cannot say he's making payment for his debt, and he must instead say, It's my money and I'm giving it to you as a gift, Rabbi Hal, the creditor, may coerce the debtor to give him this gift. And pointing with you, the next mission states, A slave who was taken captive and other Jews ransomed him. If they ransomed him to be a slave, he's enslaved. If they ransomed him to be a free man, he is not enslaved. Ramashim Gamaliel says that in either case he returns to enslavement. Two different pshatim are given for this Mishnah. Abai explains the case as Leif Negeish, before the owner despaired from retrieving a slave and it still belongs to him. Thus, if he was redeemed to be a slave, he returns to his first master. If he was redeemed to be a free man, he goes free, although he still belongs to the first master, because perhaps people will refrain from ransoming slaves if they return to the master instead of going free. Or Mishim Gamli holds it's a mitzvah to redeem slaves like there is for free men, and people will not refrain from ransoming him. Rav says the mission is speaking after the owner despaired of retrieving the slave, and no longer owns him. If he was ransomed to be a slave, he works for the second master, meaning the one who ransomed him. If he was ransomed to be free, he goes free since the first master lost ownership. Mishim Gamli holds he never goes free in order to discourage slaves from giving themselves up for capture in the hope of going free. So once again, the three points are, number one, the Gemara discusses two types of loans that are not canceled by Shemitah. A mission in Shvi'ah states, HaShvi'ah's mission metis is a milva ben b'shtar ben shalobishtar. The seventh year cancels a loan whether it's written in a document or not. Rav and Shmuel interpret the mission to mean that Shemitah even cancels a loan in a shtar sheyesh a document which contains a lien for the debtor's property. Riyokhan and Rishlakish hold that a loan in a shtar sheyesh is not canceled by Shemitah because the payment is considered already in possession of the lender. A price is brought in their support. Another mission in Shvi's teaches, Hamalvis Chavero Malzal Mashkon, one who lends his friend money on collateral, does not relinquish the loan in Shemitah. Rava ultimately explains that a lender acquires a movable collateral concerning the payment in his possession. Based on Rabbi Yitzhak's Russia, the Pasuk states, and for you it will be a charitable act 
when you return the collateral to the lender to use. If he doesn't acquire the collateral, where is the charitable act in returning someone else's item? From here we learn that a creditor acquires the collateral. Point number two, a different mission in Shvi states regarding a borrower repaying a debt canceled by Shemitah. The creditor must say to him, I'm relinquishing the debt. And if the debtor said, even so, I wish to pay, he may accept the money from him, as it says, and this is the matter of relinquishment. Devar is darshan as speaking, teaching, that the creditor must verbalize relinquishment before accepting payment. However, Rabbi said, if the debtor declines to say so, even so, the creditor may hang him from a tree, for example, until he does say so. Although Brysa teaches that the debtor cannot say he's making payment for his debt, and he must instead say, It's my money and I'm giving it to you as a gift, Rabbi Hal, the creditor, may coerce the debtor to give him this gift. And pointing with you, the next mission states, Evich Nishba Ufadu, a slave who was taken captive and other Jews ransomed him. Imushum Evid if they ransomed him to be a slave, he's enslaved. Imushu Ben Horing if they ransomed him to be a free man, he is not enslaved. Ramashim Gamliel says that in either case he returns to enslavement. Two different Pshatim are given for this Mishnah. Abai explains the case as Leif Negev, before the owner despaired from retrieving a slave, and it still belongs to him. Thus, if he was redeemed to be a slave, he returns to his first master. If he was redeemed to be a free man, he goes free, although he still belongs to the first master, because perhaps people will refrain from ransoming slaves if they return to the master instead of going free. Ramesh Mgamli holds it's a mitzvah to redeem slaves like there is for free men, and people will not refrain from ransoming him. Rava says the mission is speaking Lachayyush after the owner despaired of retrieving the slave and no longer owns him. If he was ransomed to be a slave, he works for the second master, meaning the one who ransomed him. If he was ransomed to be free, he goes free since the first master lost ownership. Mishim Gamliel holds he never goes free in order to discourage slaves from giving themselves up for capture in the hope of going free. All right, so now we go to Simadav Lamed Zayin and our standard simon is laser tag. Laser tag. So here goes. The Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun at borrowers with loan documents, not canceled by Shemitah, was happy to put down his gun and say, I'm relinquishing the debt to a borrower who approached him to repay, who then responded, even so I wish to pay, and then gave a laser tag vest and gun to a captive slave who had been ransomed to be a free man and told him, enjoy these. You're a free man. Once again, slow motion. The Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun. Laser tag. That must be warned off. Lamed Zion. The Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun at borrowers with loan documents, not canceled by Shemitah, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses two types of loans that are not canceled by Shemitah. Rabbi Yochan and Rishakish hold that a loan in a Shtar Sheesh is not canceled by Shemitah because the payment is considered already in possession of the lender. And a Malves Chavero Malos Al-Mashkam, one who lends his friend money on collateral, does not relinquish the loan in Shemitah. Rav explains that a lender acquires a movable collateral considering the payment in his possession. So, the Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun at borrowers with loan documents, not canceled by Shemitah, was happy to put down his gun and say, I'm relinquishing the debt to a borrower who approached him to repay, who then responded, even so, I wish to pay, which reminds us. A different mission in Shvi states regarding a borrower repaying a debt canceled by Shemitah, Sarak Shiyomar Mishamadani, the creditor must say to him, I'm relinquishing the debt. And if the debtor said, even so, I wish to pay, he may accept the money from him, as it says, Vezed Dvar HaShemitah. And this is the matter of relinquishment. Dvar is darshan as speaking, Dibor teaching that the creditor must verbalize the relinquishment before accepting payment.
So the Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun at borrowers with loan documents, not cancelled by Schmidt, uh, was happy to put down his gun and say, I'm relinquishing the debt to a borrower who approached him to repay, who then responded, even so, I wish to pay, and then gave a laser tag vest and gun to a captive slave who had been ransomed to be a free man and told him, enjoy these. You're a free man, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, Evich Nishba a slave who was taken captive and other Jews ransomed him. Imushum if they ransom him to be a slave, he's enslaved. Imushum ben Chorin if they ransom him to be a free man, he's not enslaved. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says that in either case he returns to enslavement. Two different shots are given for this Mishnah. So once again, the Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun at borrowers with loan documents, not cancelled by Shemitah, was happy to put down his gun and say, I'm relinquishing the debt to a borrower who approached him to repay, who then responded, even so I wish to pay, and then gave a laser tag vest and gun to a captive slave who had been ransomed to be a free man, and told him, enjoy these, you're a free man. Alright, so now it's time for a four block back Chazara. Daf Lamed Gimel. So the Simon Daf Lamed Gimel is a peg leg pirate. So here goes. And the pirate with the green peg leg, a peg leg pirate? That must be on Daf Lamed Gimel. The pirate with the green peg leg, who was told by the captive basin that he was only permitted to avoid his wife's get in her presence because of Tikkun Olam and the problem of Mamzerim, which reminds us, we have Malchukah's weather on Megillah's Tikkun Olam, that one could not avoid a get except in the presence of the wife or Shalech, was out of concern of Mamzerim or Agunos. So the pirate with the green peg leg who was told by the captive basin that he was only permitted to avoid his wife's get in her presence because of Tikkun Olam and the problem of Mamzerim, and then grew impatient and was about to be Mavatal to get in their presence in violation of their decree, which reminds us, it was taught in a Bryce, Rebbe says, Batu Mavuto, if the husband void the get before a basin and not in his wife's or Shliach's presence in violation of the decree, it is voided. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, the get isn't voided, Shim Ken Makoch Basin Yafe, for if it is, what good is the power of basin? and whose decree can be ignored. The one wonders how a get which, biblically speaking, has been voided, can possibly affect a divorce based on a rabbinical decree declaring it valid. It explains, called the Mekadosh died to the Rabbana Mekadosh, whoever marries, marries according to the rabbi's will, that is, it's made conditionally to conform with rabbinical law. And the rabbis, to enforce their decree, uproot the marriage retroactively. So, the pirate with the green peg leg who was told by the captive basin that he was only permitted to avoid his wife's get in her presence because of Tikkun Olam and the problem of Mamzerim, and then grew impatient and was about to be mavatal to get in their presence in violation of their decree, was informed that since he asked Ten Shluchim to write and sign the get, even if he had done in the presence of the two that wrote the get, he couldn't be mavatal. Unless they're all present, which reminds us, it was taught in a bright that one who said to ten people, write a get for my wife, where any of them can write it and any two of them can sign it. Rabbi says, He's able to avoid the authority of some of them in the absence of the others. Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel says he cannot avoid any shuliach unless they're all present. Two explanations of the Malchokas are given. is a ladder. So here goes. The adult orphan sitting on green ladders. Ladders? That must be more duff. Lamedalid. The adult orphans sitting on green ladders protesting how their apotropsim had divided up their father's estate, which reminds us Shmuel said the Yasomim who are minors who come to divide their father's estate, based on a point in apotropis for each of them who choose a favorable portion for them. Shmuel concluded when they become adults they can protest the original settlement and demand a new division. Rav Nachman says they cannot deem can makoch basin yafet, for if they can, what good is the power of basin? Rav Nachman is concerned here with protecting the power of basin because in the case of orphans, it's a monetary matter where basin's power is absolute because of Hefker, basin, Hefker.
So the adult orphans sitting on green ladders protesting how their apotropsy had divided up their father's estate heard a man down below express relief when the shlich returned with his wife's get because she said to come the next day. Which reminds the Murrays that Gidu Bariuli sent a get to his wife with the shlich. His wife told the shlich to come back the next day and when the shlich reported this to Gidu, he exclaimed, Baruch HaTov Bahametiv, Blessed is he who is good and does good. Abai said that although he demonstrated his relief that the get was not delivered, the get is not void and the shlich may give the get. Rabbi said the get is void. The Gemara explains that Abayah holds Gilead died to begin to love Milsi. A show of intent is not significant enough to void a get. And Rabbi holds it is. So the adult orphans sitting on green ladders protesting how their apotropsim had divided up their father's estate heard a man down below express relief when his shaliach returned with his wife's get because she said to come the next day and saw that the get would have been valid because it included all five of the man's name. Which reminds us Roman Gamliel Hazakin decreed that one must write Plony and every name that he has and do the same for his wife as well as their cities. The decree was for societal benefit because people who know one of the parties by a different name will think she's not divorced and their subsequent children are mumzerim. So the symbol for is a children's choir singing la la la. So here goes. After the cute little children's choir, children's choir, that must be Lamed Hay, a children's choir singing la la la. After the cute little children's choir in the green outfit sang the Wild Manas Don't Swear song while reenacting the accidental baking of a gold dinner and bread and the sudden death of a child, which reminds us on the previous stuff, the Mishnah taught the basin refrained from allowing an almana to swear before collecting her ksuba that it wasn't prepaid until Ram Gamliel decreed that the almana vows whatever the Yisomim wish and collects her ksuba. The Gemara relates the incident that led to this. A man once deposited a gold dinner with an almana who later accidentally baked it into bread and gave it to a poor person. When she couldn't find it, she swore to the lender that one of her children should die if she benefited at all from it, and subsequently, a child died. The more explains that an almana who toils to care for the orphans is more likely to rationalize swearing falsely that she is not collected, feeling entitled to payment for her efforts. So, after the cute little children's choir in their green outfits sang the Wild Manas Don't Swear song while reenacting the accidental baking of a gold dinner and bread and the sudden death of a child, a boy sang a solo pretending to be a remarried almana vowing to the orphans to collect her ksuba, which reminds us, Rafuna says, that an almana vows to the Yasomim only if she is not remarried, but if she remarried, we do not have her vow, and she cannot cut her ksuba. The vow does not prove anything because her second husband can revoke it, as opposed to a vow before marriage, which she cannot revoke. Rav Nachman argues and says, a she may vow to collect even after she's remarried because the vow is made publicly in front of ten people and he holds that a netter made publicly cannot be revoked by the husband. So, after the cute little children's choir in their green outfits sang the Wild Manas Don't Swear song while reenacting the accidental baking of a gold dinner and bread and the sudden death of a child, a boy sang a soul pretending to be a remarried almana vowing to the orphans to collect her ksuba, who then details all the circumstances of the netter to get a heter from a chacham, which reminds us, we have one must detail a netter for a chacham setter. On one hand, sometimes the person might cut out some of the details of his account and the heter will be invalid. On the other hand, Rapapa says one must detail his netter to a chacham, because a netter may have been to prevent a prohibited matter, such as our case of potential theft. It's therefore critical that the chacham is informed about the cause of the netter. So the simmer is a lulav. So here goes. The two witnesses who proudly use large exotic green quills that look like lulavim, lulavim, that must be learned off lamedvav, lulav. The two witnesses who proudly use large exotic green quills that looked like lulavim to sign on a get because of tikkun olam, which reminds us, the Mishnah Daf Lamed Dalad on the base of Tot, the aiding sign on a get for tikkun olam. 
The Gemara objects that it's a derisive requirement to sign all documents. Rabbi answers that the Tanz Rebbe holds Edi Masiri Karti, and signatures are never biblically required, and the Pasuk's only giving advice. The rabbis institute that Edim sign on a get because sometimes the Edim to delivery will die, or sometimes they'll travel abroad, leaving her unable to prove she was divorced. Signing the get provides her with proof of divorce. Rabbi Yosef says that the Tanakh can be Rabbi Meir, who requires signing biblically. Still, this derisive requirement is satisfied without writing their names, and they decree that witnesses should write their names when signing Gittin. So, the two witnesses who proudly use large exotic green quills that looked like loving to sign on a get because of taken olam and then use them to fill in their prus bowls, which reminds us, a Mishnah teaches the background of Hillel Zakin's enacting prus bowl. He saw that people resisted lending each other, fearing that the loan would be canceled by Shemitah and thus violated the commandment of refraining to lend money. So the two witnesses who probably used large exotic green quills that looked like loving to sign on a get because of Tikkun Olam and then use them to fill in their prus bowls were shocked and dismayed when they heard Basin declare them hefker, making them hefker, which reminds us, Rav explains that Prusbol is effective even according to the opinion that Shemitah nowadays cancel loans because, biblically, Hefker Basin Hefker. What Basin declares onerous is actually onerous. Two different sources for Hefker Basin Hefker are broad. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we focus of an almana can vow to collect her ksuba after she remarries? That's on Duff. Lamed Hey. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we discuss? Two loans which are not canceled by Shemitah. Ashtar Sheyish Baruch Reis, Bahamava Ahamalos, that's on Duff. Lamed Zayin. Good number three. Which stuff do we make whether giving a dot to begit the Milsihi, a show of intent to void a get, is enough to void a get, that's on Duff. Lamed Good number four. Which stuff do we have two different reasons given as to why Adim sign on a get for Tikkun Olam, that's on Duff. Lamed Vav. Good number five. Which of the Rebbe Gamliel Azakin was Metakin that all the husbands and wives' names should be written in the get? That's on Duff. Lamed Dal. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss the status of a captive slave who is ransomed by others, not his master? That's on Duff. Lamed Zayin. Good number seven. Which stuff are two different sources brought for the concept of Hefker based in Hefker? That's on Duff. Good number eight. Which stuff do the incident of the Almana swearing that led to Basin refraining from making Almana swear before collecting her ksuba? That's on Duff. Good number nine. Which stuff do a creditor can accept payment of a debt canceled by Shemitah, but he must first say, I'm relinquishing the debt? That's on Duff. Good number ten. Which stuff do about the background behind Hilal Zakin's enactment of Prusbol? That's on Duff. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.